There we go. Um, okay. Hello again, gentle listeners. Welcome back to Wish You All the Best, a personal podcast about modern dating from the perspective of a man who goes to therapy. I'm Scott. I'm uh, one of the aforementioned men who uh, I go to therapy. Um, and uh, for this time, I'm joined by Lauren. Um, and Lauren, I think I think I think you are one of the first people that I got to talking to when I was talking about doing this kind of like creative project about dating and the apps and like modern dating. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on here. I'm glad I got to um, to get you on here. Um, yeah. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I am pretty good. It's uh, It's been a little bit of a weird Sunday, but you know, overall things are great. Um, just kind of sitting here, taking in the evening. <laughs> Yay. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you uh, 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 were able to make time. Um, okay, so we've got a number of things that I'm excited for us to talk about. Um, I was wondering if we could start with excited man babble. I'm putting like scare quotes around that excited man babble, all caps, not all caps, but like e excited. You know what I'm saying? It's a thing. Excited man babble. Can you um, can you can you tell me if do you, do you remember talking about this? Because this is like an idea that like this is a concept that you gave me that like cemented in my mind. It was like a big deal for me. I'm not sure if it was like nothing big for you, but like, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. And I feel like I should qualify myself first about like why I have such a strong opinion about this. So (laughs) um, I guess experience in it. So I am 33. I've been using, or I was using the dating app since I was like 22, maybe. So Mm -hmm. I, probably have gone on over 200 dates. I don't know, just an estimate. I don't have like a spreadsheet or anything, but I learned in my, it probably took me like all the way until my thirties to learn, which is, I don't know, funny or sad, depending on how you look at it um, (laughs) about this, this concept called excited man babble. I can't say that I made it up. I saw it somewhere like on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but basically what it is is like you're on a date usually a first date um with a guy or a second date an early date Mm -hmm. and the guy is like you can tell he's really excited about you and he's like saying all these really nice things and like making plans he's like oh we should go do this and and i want to take you to go do this and so he's like talking way about these plans in the future and oftentimes if you're into the guy it's like you're like wow me too like i'm so excited and so you kind of as the woman, you're like, wow, this is great. We're really connecting. Amazing. And then I think the thing that makes an excited man babble is like later on, the guy like totally doesn't follow up about any or all of it. So you're like, <laughs> later on, you're wondering like, oh, he wanted to take me like roller skating and he wanted to take me to do archery. And wow, we have like four dates lined up. And then you just like never hear from him again. And you're like, oh. what was that? And so I, I learn from someone else, from some other woman who's wiser than me about how guys kind of just like get excited in the moment and they like want to say all these things to you. And mm-hmm. then not in a malicious way, but they kind of like leave the date and then they're like, nah, maybe I didn't really want to do all that stuff. <laughs> and so it's, it's something I just kind of learned to, to watch out for, I guess, like, not to be jaded and not to be like, never believe excitement from men, but just kind of something to like, 
temper my expectations when I would get like go into these dates and like find these men very excited, seemingly very excited about me. Oh, it's okay. So that is different than how I remembered it, which is totally okay. To do you, do you know, do you have an idea or a theory about like what like drives that? Like what, what's going on in the dude's head that, that brings, that makes the excited man babble happen? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think it is really just due to the nature of dating for men specifically. Um, I know that as women, we experience like an overflow of matches and men talking to us, whatever, like we have to sort through that them. And I think on the man side, more often than not, it's like kind of less matches and they tend to um, connect with less women overall. So like when they do find one that they really connect with, they're like, oh man, like I really want to kind of put it all in and like impress this woman. And it may not necessarily be about the woman themselves because it's like a first or second date. They don't really know you, but I think it's like they feel like they have to really stand out from the hundreds of other men that they think you're talking to. So they're kind mm-hmm. of like putting on this, this, I don't know, show a little bit, like a little bit of a performance maybe. And they don't totally. necessarily mean it deep down if they were to like step away. <laughs> that, you know, okay. So that must've been what we talked about. Um, Cause I had in my head that excited man babble is when you're on a first date and the guy will just like never ask you a single question about yourself. Oh, he'll just like, I, 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 have you experienced this? I've heard, I've heard women talk about this where a guy will just like, will like just get into his routine and like, just like give you his life resume. Um, and honestly, I think I've been guilty of this in the past. I think I have probably made the mistake of doing this um, where I'm just like, not asking questions, not, not, uh, you know, not having it be back and forth, not being, not, not showing interest in, in, in her. Um, I guess, first of all, does that mean, does that, is that a thing that you recognize as a thing that happens? It is a thing that for, for whatever reason, that is less common than the, like the way I explained it happening to me. Oh, interesting. And maybe it's just like the way that I filter men. Like I think uh, curiosity is like top, top number of value for me. So I tend to try to filter for men, even just through the app or through text where they upfront, like ask a lot of questions and are very interested. So it tends to translate on the dates. Um, but like definitely in my, maybe in my earlier twenties or mid twenties, I remember guys that would just kind of like spout off their resume to me and then <laughs> never ask me a question. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, let's put a pin in how you filter men. Cause I, I want to dig into that. Um, but yeah, just to wrap up on the excited man babble. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think that you're exactly right, but, but both your version and my version, I think come from the same place. I think it's guys who like really feel like they have to shoot their shot and, um, it's a mistake, right? Like it's a mistake to feel like it's gotta be a performance and that you're being like, right. I think it comes from a place of where, where, where you feel like you're being evaluated or you're being like judged in some way. And it's, it's making it harder. And I, and I think this is one of the big things that I really don't like about the apps is that like in so many ways, it makes it hard for like human beings to connect with each other as human beings, you know, as opposed to like feeling like it's a, like it's a job interview or you like pitch yourself. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. As opposed to like finding a way to just sort of like figure out 
I mean, for lack of a better term, just like figure out like what wavelength you have in common or figure out how you can connect and just like, you know, try to try to plant a seed and put water on it and see what grows. Do you know what I mean? I totally know. Yeah. And I think that was a reason that I myself shied away from dating apps as well, because I felt, you know, I guess like performance anxiety too on dates. Like I remember like I wanted to impress the guy too. And like, I was like, I need to look hot. I need to be cool. Like major cool girl vibes, you know? And it's like (laughs) for both people, it's, it's so stressful. It's like you have an hour to like make this impression on someone that like could be your future husband or wife, whatever. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for whatever it's worth, we went on, we went on a date and I thought you were very cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. <laughs> and also there was a raccoon, but yeah, no, it was good. Um, <laughs> um, awesome. Yay. Cool. Okay. Excited man babble. Okay. But you mentioned, okay. You mentioned how you filter men. I, if you'd be comfortable, I would love to hear more about how you, uh, you're in a relationship now, which is super awesome. I'm very yeah. happy for you. We'll, we'll get to that. Put a pin in that. Um, but I would love to hear you talk about, if you're comfortable, talk about how, how you use the apps or how you filter potential dates, um, wherever you're doing it. I think when I talk to women about, especially about using the apps, um, there's a real, I, in my, I think there's a real learning curve. I think a lot of women, um, I don't think the apps do a good job of kind of like, like making clear, or maybe they do, I don't know. But I, 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 I feel like a lot of women struggle with filtering. So I would love to hear you if you're comfortable, talk about your experience, your journey with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, I was on the apps or like whenever they started, I don't, I was on OkCupid before it was an app. Um, and then on mm-hmm. the apps whenever they started. So I had like 10 years experience of, of trying to figure out how to filter. And I mean, I didn't ultimately meet my partner on an app. So who knows if like my process was great in the end, but in the last maybe two years when I was using them. Um, and I kind of felt like I was in a good place with them. I'd say I, so I guess in a way to start, I'm kind of old school in that I would like match and swipe with guys, but I never would message them first. So I kind of used men reaching out to me as a filter of their interest and also of just the type of guy that I wanted. Like I kind of wanted a guy that maybe would take the lead a little bit more and like be proactive. And so I certainly in my, in my earlier twenties would reach out to guys and even ended up dating guys that I kind of like would ask them out. And, um, like I would kind of lead the relationship and it was just the dynamic was off ultimately from what I wanted. So Mm. once I started letting guys reach out to me, like it felt a lot more natural in terms of like what I wanted in terms of like, I don't know if you want to call it masculine, feminine, whatever, that sort of dynamic. Mm-hmm. So that was like, I guess my top line filter was like, okay, are they going to message me? And like, you know, it didn't have to be anything crazy, like ideally not just like a you up type of message, but <laughs> right, you know, right. even a hey was fine. Um, but How interesting. Yeah, even a hey was okay. Like obviously not preferred. Like what, if they commented <laughs> something in my profile, like that was the best of all worlds, but you know, you can't, you can't ask for the universe on <laughs> dating apps. So I think past that, like first filter, I tended to look for guys where on their profile, they like would mention maybe what they were looking for, or they would mention values that were important to them or 
Um, less so hobbies, but I still would look for people that like oops, were more outdoorsy, like didn't party as much, like because I, you know, I was in my 30s, like kind of looking to eventually start a family. So I tried to look for subtle signs of guys that were like maybe more on that side of like wanting kids or wanting a family or just like having purpose in terms of what they wanted um, and could communicate that. So mm-hmm. of course, as you said, it's really hard to portray yourself on an app. So it's, you know, not uh, most of the time, like guys weren't saying all these things that were like perfect filters, but I kind of could get an idea based on just like what values they talk about and like what they were doing in their pictures. Even sometimes, you know, if they're like every picture has like a drink in it, I'm like, okay, probably not for me, but you know, same. Yeah. So that, and then, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's not really values, but I uh, I did use a height filter because I'm tall. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm 5'9", but my friends say I give like 5'11 energy. I don't know if like, <laughs> broad shoulders or what. Um, so You're I just like, an amazing person. The <laughs> extra two inches comes from being awesome. So like, yeah, thank you. From the shallow side, I did tend to have like, I usually left it on like a six foot filter. So like just, uh-huh. just to be transparent about that. <laughs> um, I must, I must have snuck in right under, I don't know. I forget how we matched or where we matched. Yeah, I think we were on Tinder and they don't have a height filter. So that oh. was where, that was where I got all my short kings. <laughs> um, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's funny. Cause sometimes I would show up on a, a Tinder date, which I didn't go on a ton of, but sometimes I'd show up and they would be shorter than me. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um yeah so I think like you know filtering in the beginning like that and then as we were talking I would um just try to gauge like kind of look for like thoughtfulness and curiosity like I mentioned not just about me but just gauging their curiosity about life like you know about themselves about the world about anything like that's just such an important value to me that that was probably like the weirdly the number one thing I looked for and then that's um, awesome yeah and it it was it was an interesting thing to filter for once I realized that's what I wanted because it's kind of niche and like and hard to pull out sometimes but it it helped me a lot and um let's see and then yeah past that I think it was just like them being thoughtful and their messages and you know I tended to filter for guys that would ask me out in a reasonable amount of time. Like it, after being on mm. the apps for like a decade, you're like, I don't need a pen pal. Like uh-huh. you probably know the experience of like having a ton of text chemistry and then you meet in person and it's like no chemistry at all. Totally. It's such a bummer. <laughs> it's such a bummer. It's yeah. It's such a bummer. So I learned that lesson several times. Um, and so I also, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when guys would just like ask me, even if it was for coffee, like something super simple, just like within maybe like a few days of talking, like that was, that was really nice for me when that would happen. Um, and I tended to kind of like let the people that just wanted to pen fall fall off. And yeah, I think, I mean, and then past that, I don't know, it's like a, just a crapshoot about like how to pick people. You know, I didn't, again, I didn't end up with someone from a dating app. So I guess I wasn't the best at picking people from there, but who knows? Well, I mean, you never know. I I, I don't know. Your approach to me sounds really, really smart. Um, I mean, honestly, that's like exactly what I advise my female friends or lady friends to do on the apps um, is to, you know, be picky, like 
figure out who um, who you think uh, you might click with. Okay, so I have a bunch of questions. How how long do you think it took you to like? Was was that your strategy for using the apps like super early on, like back in the OkCupid days, or is this something that you sort of learned over time? And like, I don't know. Can you like sort of ballpark how long it took you to kind of like put that strategy together? If that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So definitely not my strategy. I didn't really have strategy when I was first using OkCupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just like, sometimes I'd get messages, sometimes I'd message people. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of chaos back then. And then it took a lot of like frustrating experiences, rejections, being ghosted or being like breadcrumbed or when someone was just like, I don't know, things just weren't working out for me. Mm -hmm. I started to seek some kind of like outside coaching on it almost. And that's when I started to look into more of like, it was called masculine and feminine energy when I was looking into it. I know those terms can kind of be like problematic for some people, but yeah. I started to look into like how to attract the type of man that I would want. And it's like, uh-huh. I guess masculine would be the word that I was using. Uh-huh. And that's kind of when I started to kind of think more about the strategy of like letting guys reach out to me, like me not pursuing them because that's not really the dynamic I wanted. And so I think that was like maybe it was probably around like 30. So it took a long time. It took probably like seven years of like just experiences and getting off the apps and rage quitting and getting back on and all of that. (laughs) And eventually getting like therapy and coaching and kind of figuring out what I wanted. So it was, it was not a short process. That's awesome though. I love that you did all that. Um, I have even more questions. So when when you say coaching, like, like dating coaching or like life coaching or friends? It was, I joined like a, it was a women's group. Um, It was an online women's group, but we would have like a lot of calls and kind of interactions with, there's a few coaches there and they would really talk us through like the various stages of dating because there was uh, quite a a few people in it, like over a hundred for sure. So there was women in like all these different stages. Like some of them were like, I haven't touched an app ever and others were like in relationships. And so we would be able to like post even like our screenshots and questions about dating and the apps and all of that. And they would kind of help coach us through things. And we would like learn from the other women and we'd kind of learn, they'd give us like these, you know, hour long calls where they would discuss these different topics, you know, about like how to whatever, like (laughs) how to act feminine or how to like attract the kind of guy you want. Like, it's sounding really cheesy. It wasn't as cheesy as I'm making it sound. I promise. No, it sounds fantastic. It's it sounds like a supportive like place where you can feel seen and validated and like go through. I don't know. I I think the dating stuff can be a very like vulnerable process. You know, like yeah. My my one of my big like issues with dating is that like guys don't do that very well. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we can tend to be, I, th- I think one of the things that drives like a lot of the bad, and I'm not, I'm not excusing bad behavior on the apps at all, but I think one of the things that kind of drives bad behavior or negative experiences for women on the apps or, or b- bad behavior from men, right? Making the experience bad for women is like men just don't really have a support system for dealing with like how like vulnerable and painful the process can be. Um, and I, am like listening to you talk about that. I'm just like, how do like, there's gotta be, maybe there that exists for men. I need to go find it or maybe I need to like make it, but like, we kind of need, I think we need more of that, you know? 
Yeah, 100%. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine today about just like generally the lack of support that most men have in their lives compared to women. Like mm. I was having, like I said, kind of a weird Sunday and I, I called three different people today to like kind of help me process something. And I just, I know that even from observation or like dating them, I just know the men in my life or that I've dated, like don't have that. And it's, yeah. it's hard. I'm like, I'm trying to imagine getting through those 10 years of dating without any support or with like very minimal support. And I'm like, I would go crazy. I don't know how men do it. I mean, we don't, we fail. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I, yeah, I, um, yeah. So, I mean, a, a lot of this, a, a lot of this creative effort, a lot of this like the podcast or the TikTok thing or whatever, I really try to aim it towards men. I have a hard time reaching that audience, but like, um, you know, I, I, and it's and a lot of people I talk to are women because a lot of the people who want to talk about this kind of thing with me are, are women just because, well, for whatever reason, but like, you know, it's, it's harder for guys to talk about this kind of stuff, but like, I don't know if you're, if you're listening, if you're one of my listeners and you're listening to this and you're a dude, like we got to find a way to like do this for each other, you know, like it's just such a huge advantage and it's just so, I think it can, all the little decisions about like, should I text this person back or is this person showing interest or should I put effort into this relationship um, or, 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 you know, do I need to tell this person that I'm not interested? You know, all those little decisions that I think men make on their own are, it's really easy. It's really easy to get. It's really easy to make like wrong decisions or to have those decisions come from a place of loneliness or desperation or, 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 or like darker things like vengeance or, or spite that's coming from a totally different place. Right. Those kinds of decisions, those little relationship decisions, you know, um, can really, I think get poisoned by not, being supported by by community by people around you you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely like i said it's like sometimes with women it's like i live with um i live with three girls right now and when i was dating a lot it was like we would sit around and like help each other send texts you know and like <laughs> after a date we'd be like oh how'd it go and you know kind of help each other process it and so it's just like i want this for men it's like whether it's with your friends or with like a men's group or even like a, you know, men and women's group. It's like, God, we like men come into this conversation. Like let's dish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, God, after a date, I would just like turn on some stupid streaming service or something or like fire up a video <laughs> game, you know, like a, a, if I'm lucky, I'm going to hop into a video game with my buddies and then not talk about the date, you know, like <laughs> that's not entirely true. I, I do have some very, very lovely friends that who are awesome and and some of them even listen to this so matt hello you're awesome bro um but yeah it's it's i mean let me put it this way like i i feel like i'm a guy who who pushes hard on this and maybe that's not true maybe i'm a little older maybe younger guys are way better at this than i am but like i don't know i am where i am and i feel like i'm pushing on it and or like you know putting effort into it um and it's still tough you know it's still tough to like make those connections and have that have that community anyway so I hope that's a vote in favor for people listening to to look for that kind of thing or, or or maybe I don't know somehow make it happen or look into the possibility or whatever. Yeah. Um that's awesome. Okay, I definitely want to talk about um well, okay. So 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 uh 
you and I talked before about how men in San Francisco don't approach women. And you were saying before we hopped on that, like for, so I went to New York recently because it's a little easier for people like me to date in New York city. And you were talking about once upon a time, you were thinking you were going to have to go to Austin where like men will actually approach because men in San Francisco don't approach. Right. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it definitely has been an interesting experience dating here and even just being a woman here in society, like not even trying to date, but just trying to interact person to person with men um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So I walk around a lot. Um, I go to cafes. So I'm kind of out in the world a lot. And I have a lot of opportunities for those sort of transient moments of human contact, like mm-hmm. walking by someone and smiling and making eye contact or like sitting down to ne- next to someone at a table and like commenting on their shirt or whatever it is. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I've noticed like with, I guess with women, it makes sense. It's like, you know, a woman will come up to me at the cafe and like comment on my book. Like it's, there's just such easy interaction. And I, I just notice like so little of that with men that it's like, mm-hmm. if a man does talk to me, it's like once every two months. And I am like shocked by it. I'm like, Oh my God, what, what do you like me? Like what's, what is he talking to me for? And it's, it's just such a different experience than my, my experiences being in other cities. So the reason I brought up Austin is because I went there a few years ago and I was living, I've been in San Francisco for seven years. So Mm-hmm. I was well into this, like noticing that men in San Francisco don't really like approach or talk to women. And then I go to Austin and I'm like walking around Whole Foods and like people are just saying hi to me, being nice, making eye contact, making small talk. And I'm like, oh my God, is this how it is everywhere else? And so it just, the juxtaposition, it was was just kind of crazy to me. And I kind of took it upon myself to like, make myself approachable to men in San Francisco. Like I would try to make eye contact. I would chat to them next to me at the table. And mm-hmm. even still, it was like the, I don't know if it's shyness or coldness or like maybe just none of, they're all like very uninterested in me. I don't know, but it's it's kind of been an uphill battle for me. And that's why I found that I was always battling, like, do I need to use the apps? Because meeting someone in person, it feels kind of impossible. Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts about this. First of all, same. I mean, honestly, I, even the first time you told this to me, having you he, hearing you say this again to me, I am still shocked because I mean, you are like an objectively beautiful woman. You're very charismatic. You're very kind. You're very articulate. You're very smart. Aww. And it just kind of like knocks me over that there's a dude at Beanbag Cafe on Deviz who's not going to chat you up when you like when you like open that door, you know, like I have, I think I I definitely want to talk a little bit. And I think this maybe will lead us into like talking about masculine and feminine, which I think we see differently, which I'm really interested in. Um, But like, if, if I, I think if a woman is like showing you a signal, if you, and this is, you know, heteronormative, obviously, but like if a woman is showing you a signal that she's interested in chatting with you and you're even like remotely interested in meeting a friend or this other person, my advice to any man would be like, holy shit, like bring your A game, like start chatting, like crank on the charm and like do connect with the human being. You know, um, the thing that I wouldn't say to do usually is to 
is to bring your a game and throw on the charm before she's given you any kind of signal that you want to chat um which i think is maybe part of what drives why men in san francisco don't approach you know and and i'd be interested to hear your theory on this but like my my guess at this is that like san francisco is a very well i think there's a lot going on right it's a very liberal city so i think a lot of you know a lot of men have read you know, their bell hooks, their Andrea Dworkin, or like whatever wave of feminism they like caught on to, right? Um, and are maybe apprehensive about, um, well, you know, being jerks. Like, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of like, it's a very liberal, San Francisco, a very liberal city. San Francisco is a very online city. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of like information out there on the internet that's like very like pickup artist y. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is about like how to approach women, right? Um, and f- and I would love to hear your take on this. But like m- my like, I don't know. I I often feel like I-, I just don't see myself in those in those men. You know, like those guys that are talking about how you know how how to how to how to chat up women and sleep with them at bars or whatever, or you know, take them home <laughs> for bars. I don't know what they're doing at bars. Um, Right. But like, I, I, I don't see myself in that. And I don't know, maybe I'm not like particularly masculine, but like I, I usually moving throughout the world and I walk around a lot too. I love being a part of the community. I love like seeing the same people. I love, yeah, I I love seeing the same people and waving and saying hi. Um, But especially with, with women, um, I, I tend to be very, I tend to give them a wide berth. Like if I, if I'm not getting a signal that a woman like is interested in being approached by me, I am, I am, I am like sometimes going out of my way to not be in her space because I, I am, I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude. And I certainly don't want to make her feel like she's being objectified or is in any way made to feel uncomfortable in the space. Like I just, I just, I feel a pressure like, I don't want to be a part of that problem. Mm-hmm. So if, if I had to guess, I would guess that that is at least part of what's kind of driving why men don't approach in San Francisco. What do you think? Am I totally, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think you're totally on target with that. As I thought about it, as I grew out of my insecurity and like thinking it was about me, like not being attractive or whatever, I I realized exactly what you're saying is that especially after the Me Too movement, there's so much pressure on men to not be creepy. Like, don't be rude. Don't like sexualize her. Don't even look at her. Right. And so (laughs) I, I completely see that, like that messaging and that force that has come in and even stronger in like, you know, the last whatever, four or so years. And so I think some of my frustration with it is like, not even just with the men themselves, it's more about like this, this like, gender war or whatever between men and women where it's like it's so hard to just interact as people nowadays because there's Mm. there's so much messaging to the men about you know don't be a creep and then there's so much armor that women have put up because it's like you hear the stories or in most cases you've had something happen to you and so you're like right screw all men like don't look at me i'm gonna keep my walls up when i'm out and about and it's hard like it's it's no one's fault really but it kind of it makes for like a lonely experience in a city yeah it absolutely does um 
yeah, I'm, I could go down this rabbit hole forever. Like, <laughs> right. Because like, I, it, I, I sort of like cerebrally understand that like, it doesn't take that many men behaving poorly to, 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 to make it so that every woman has to put that armor on. Mm-hmm. But I don't like, it's hard for me to remember that. It's hard for me to like sort of know that the way that I know a lot of women do, you know, or probably all women do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I don't know, it, 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 what am I saying here? Like it is, it's, it's just, it's a way that men and women, and again, it's just heteronormative, but like, it's a way that men and women are sort of like divided a bit because the experiences are, are just separate. Right. Yeah. Um, which like, I, I blame the patriarchy, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not being masculine again. I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay. I, I, any more about that? I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about that. I mean, I will say that like the few times that in the last, like before I met my partner, I, I was like very much out and about in cafes and like I started trying to approach men and it was yeah. terrifying. So like, I also get just the like human nerves that come with like approaching someone that you think is like even mildly attractive. Um, So props to men for like, if you ever do that, you get the guts to like ask someone out or even talk to someone like that is freaking hard. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) I, okay. Um, Do you want to talk about, I would love to hear your experience with that. If if there's like any about anything about that, that you'd like to talk about, because I think that's really interesting. A that's, super awesome that you did that. You're unsurprisingly super awesome. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah. I had like one particular experience that, so in the beginning of this year, I was like kind of on a new year, new me kick. Um, so like I said, I was like out in the world a lot. I was really trying to like interact with people and I, I quit the dating apps at the start of the year. Um, so I was like, well, if I'm not out in the world, I don't know where else I'm going to meet them. So it's like now or never. Um, so as you know, I would go to beanbag and the mill, uh, a lot and I would be in those cafes and I wasn't like man shopping or anything, but I just, you know, I had my eyes open. I was taking in the surroundings and, uh, one day I was in the mill and this like really attractive guy sat down right next to me. And I was like, <sighs> <sighs> and I was like kind of waiting. I was like trying to see if he would talk to me. And I was writing on my laptop and he was reading a book, which is like so hot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like pretending to write for like 20 or 30 minutes. And I was like totally not writing because I was just like thinking about this guy, which (laughs) I should, this is like really embarrassing to admit, but. um, Oh no, I love that. It's awesome. Yeah. So eventually I like turned to him and I was like, what book are you reading? And it was like literally the hardest sentence to say. (laughs) And then he was like, so nice. And we had a really nice conversation. Like we, we actually had a mutual friend in common and he like worked in a building near me. And then he ended up like giving me his book to read. Cause he's like, I actually just finished it. Do you want it? And I was like, okay. (laughs) So that's awesome. It was really nice. And I like, kind of so when he and then he like packed up and left you know maybe 15 minutes after that and like there was a part of me that was disappointed that like that interaction didn't lead to anything because I was like what a meet cute like we met at a cafe when he sat down next to me and then right. you know it, it we never after that like we never talked again 
Um, but I tried to just out of the interaction, just be like, you know what, Lauren, good job for talking to the hot guy. Like if that's all that happened, that's okay. But man, like it took so much psyching out, psyching myself up to just do that once. And I feel like that's like men's lives every day. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. That's, that's so awesome that you did that. And his, his, his loss. Um, Yeah. So, okay. I I have this like totally based on nothing, stupid theory or not theory thing, thing. We'll call it a thing. Okay. Um, I I think it's time and you don't, you're off the market, so you don't need this anymore, but I I think it's time for us to like bring back the handkerchief drop. I think, I think we need like the feminist handkerchief drop where women should feel empowered to do like something like just any, it, it can be like, it doesn't like a handkerchief drop like a woman drops her handkerchief and she can't bend over because she's wearing like whatever ornate iron bustle thing you know back in the day so i don't mean to say that like women should be should be unable to do things but like honestly anything you can do to initiate a conversation or not even a conversation but just to like send a signal that like it would be okay with me if you said hi to me kind of thing you know like eye contact and a smile, mm-hmm. boom, done, you know? And I think, um, and I just, and I, I'm, I'm probably biased because I'm a dude and there's probably a part of me that's like, man, I wish more women approached me. Like, I wish more women like rolled up to me at a cafe and asked me what book I was reading. Like it never happens. <laughs> um, um, but, but so of course I'm a little biased, but like, I think, and I, okay, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. I, I think that women have maybe more agency now, speaking super broad strokes, but like more agency now in sort of the dating world than maybe they used to. And that's kind of a new thing. And I think it's a good thing because I think it's come from a lot of, I would say, feminist progress, right? Mm-hmm. But like, if if we've moved away from a paradigm where women are objectified and men have the agency where men get to choose who they want to talk to and the woman's role is to stand around and be uh, as desirable as possible and just wait for someone to choose you right um and again this is super broad stroke stuff i know this isn't true everywhere but like um, I think to an extent, like that is the model that we're, that we're kind of moving away from. Mm-hmm. And I think I would argue that's a good thing, right? Um, I'm excited about relationships. Well, A, I'm, I think, Hey, equality, what a concept, but also I'm excited about like romantic relationships where you have like a connection between partners, you know, two people that are going to forge like a partnership. Right. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I think this means is that women so just just like men sort of don't really have the cultural clues to figure out how they're supposed to behave in kind of this new this new setup i think to a certain extent this hits women as well because if you do have more agency now um you kind of have to figure out how to use that agency mm-hmm. um and i th- and i think you know for women like you who are like being who have figured out how to be selective on dating apps, even though that's not how you ended up meeting the guy. And we're going to talk about him. I did not forget about that. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, You know, women like you figuring out how you're using the dating apps. I think that's, I think that's kind of a new thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of women 
I should say some women that I talk to, I think struggle with um, just how to weed through all the people on dating apps. It's like overwhelming. It's like it an emotionally exhausting task, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also like in the real world, I think the feminist handkerchief drop, right? Like this idea that you should feel empowered to have, maybe not to be required to make the first move like you so awesomely did um, with book guy. Um, but even just to like send some kind of signal, like to have, have to feel empowered to have the agency to say like um, a, a, in a tiny way, I, I might choose you if you decided you want to choose me, you know, as opposed to just like standing and waiting. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it totally does. And I, I, in the same era, um, of going to cafes and like hoping to be noticed sometimes. I thought the same thing. I was like, I wish I could just like signal to that guy that like I'd be open to a conversation. You know, it's like I have literally no idea anything about him besides what he looks like. But like right. it would be nice instead of trying to like hold his gaze and like hope that he looks over so I can smile at him, which like feels creepy. <laughs> I. <laughs> I know I've seen before, which I think is hilarious. These women make like a business card and it says like, I think you're cute or something. And then the number is on like the backside. And I like really considered doing that for a while. And then I just like made myself actually approach men very infrequently, but it, it it's really needed. It's a gap. Yeah. It's a gap. I, 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 um, I totally ended up being wrong about this. I forget where I was on TikTok. I'm sure. But like, Somebody was saying that they were like making these little business cards. Um, and and my first, for whatever reason, I was like not in a good place. And my first impulse was like, oh, that's just like dudes saying, hey, on the dating apps. <laughs> um, but I'm totally wrong. That's totally not true. Like it's a totally different thing to walk up to a human being and give them a card that says, um, you know, hey, I'm Lauren. I think you're awesome. Here's my number or my Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different uh, uh, action than mm-hmm. going like this with your thumb to swipe right and then typing H-E-Y. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think, and again, I'm probably biased because I'm over here trying to look for that special someone. And it's like, <laughs> it would be amazing if she just walked up to me in a cafe while I was reading a book, just say in universe, you know? Um, so I'm biased, but yeah, I, I think in general, I, I hope it, I don't know. I, I, I'm always, I always try to like investigate my own biases. Right. But like, I hope it comes from a good place. Like I, I think it would make me happier if women felt more empowered in choosing their partners. And I think, I think they should. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I kind of took the, like the dating app approach of letting men come to me. It was like out of necessity, but it's like, I don't necessarily want to just be this like maiden waiting for my man to come like scoop me up on a horse. It's like, (laughs) of course I want agency, but like the dating apps are just like so ridiculous that it's like, you have to have some kind of strategy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Can we talk a little bit about like masculine and feminine? Sure. Um, because it is kind of a, a, a touchy, like, yeah, yeah. On on the internet, it's like a, it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I can, like, if I can describe to you, like, what I've sort of seen it as, and you can tell me, like, where your experience has been different, maybe. Yeah. Um, I have seen, again, mostly on TikTok. Um, there's like a spectrum, right? 
I would say there are some people who are using like masculine energy and feminine energy. And, and I don't mean to like, like not assume good faith on anyone's part, but like, it really does seem that what they're just advocating for are sort of like traditional gender roles. Mm. They're kind of saying like, um, and, and this is, this is, I would say like the, the further, I will say right on the spectrum here. Um, uh, and, and, a, and a, I do think there are men who advocate for, and they don't always use the same terminology, but some do. And, but they're talking about like, you know, women should be submissive. Men should make decisions. Um, you know, women should not be have like really sometimes like regressive stuff that to me is just kind of like, frankly, boring. I'm just kind of like, I'm in San Francisco. That's not even remotely the world I live in. This is, this is like kind of an, in a way a novelty, but, but I think maybe further to the left on the spectrum of people who talk about masculine and feminine energy, I think there's an interesting conversation around like, you know, like what we find, what we find attractive, like what, what, what kindles that, that chemistry within us mm-hmm. um, and what we're looking for in a partner. Um, uh, and that sort of end of it always seems, I don't know. I'm always sort of like afraid to wade in there or like to certainly I, I, I'm still like listening to that sort of side of the conversation. I'm certainly not like contributing there, but um I don't know. That's kind of where I am with it. I, I haven't really like pieced it together too much beyond that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hear you. Like I don't, I also try not to wade in too deep into it because it, it, it feels like it's such a personal thing and kind of like mm. anytime you try to assign qualities to a gender, it's like, I'm going to offend someone. And it's like, that's totally not my aim. It was just like a framework that I tended to use to sort of like understand the way that like I was being in the dating world versus like the Mm -hmm. type of men that maybe like worked with me naturally and then didn't work as well with me. That makes a lot of sense. And so, okay. So, so while you were, so this came up because you were talking about sort of your strategy on the dating apps. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you found that while you were sort of being more of the like initiator you mm-hmm. found that that was like less fun, less chemistry, like it, it wasn't working for you. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And I, that's what I was kind of, when I was being like the, like the, the pursuer and like mm-hmm. a planner and kind of the one that was like putting the structure to the relationship, like those ways of being come naturally to me because of like my career and my brain, like I'm very logical. I'm an engineer. So like it was kind of easy to like go into the relationship and be like, all right, I'll just like pursue this. Like it felt masculine. <laughs> Here's like, the Gantt like, chart for our first date. Yeah. 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 And like, it, it just, I, it felt masculine in my body. Like I felt kind of like rigid and like, not, I don't know. Like I just, I didn't feel like this sort of like flowy femininity that I like know that I am at my core. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I want to like associate masculinity with rigidity. It's, it's a really hard conversation to have. It's, um, it's fraught. And, and I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you explaining it though, explaining your experience. I think that's really, I mean, your experience is valid because it's yours hundred percent, right? Like that's where you are. That's what you wanted. That's what you, you know, I mean, like it, it's the tricky game of like trying to figure out what's going to work for your heart. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but okay, so perfect segue. 
uh, spoiler, none of that worked because you ended up finding love on reddit.com. Is that right? <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, I want to hear all about it. Yeah. So um, very interesting and unexpected journey. But as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the year, I so at the end of last year, I had this like really just awful experience with a guy from Tinder. Um, mm. And it was kind of a rock bottom, like nothing truly terrible. But it was just like, I got caught in this like old pattern of feeling super anxious. And like, I, he might have been lying about stuff in his life. So I kind of hit a rock bottom in December. And I was like, I that sucks. Yeah, it sucked. And I, it was one of what did you say? It's not me, audience. It was not you. It was not you. No. Um, so after that happened, I, it was like one of those moments where I was like, okay, like several big things need to change in my life because like I got to this low point that like I didn't think I could get to again. And it was like that definition of insanity thing. It's like I've been trying these apps. Like no one tried harder than me on these apps. Like I swear so many dates, like more than anyone I've ever met, like times four. And I was like, you know what? I think that I'm just being guided that this is not my way and that's okay. And so I like thoughtfully quit them. Like it wasn't so much of a rage quit this time. It was like, you know what? I'm just going to, this is draining my energy. I'm going to be done with it. Um, And at the same time, I also decided to stop drinking, which wasn't necessarily going to be a long-term thing, but now I've been sober for 10 months. So it's cool. Um, Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, the beginning of the year, I like spent a lot of time kind of like undoing a lot of that, those feelings and just like grounding back into myself. Um, and I was feeling really good, uh, come like March timeline. And of course, like, as it happens, like random guys from the apps that like still had my contact information somehow would like mm-hmm. started reaching out to me on like, like one of them was like this random app signal and he like texted me and I was like, Ooh. Um, on signal huh? on signal yeah it was really weird like end-to-end um, encryption so like the nsa can't find yeah, out that I he's so, asking you if you're up yeah yeah it's just extremely strange um and then like another guy on gchat like, it was just weird and um there was a couple experiences that i'd had like in the recent months where guys would like really overshare to me about stuff like we would match on an app and then they would like tell me about their childhood erectile dysfunction issues within like two hours of matching. And I was like, what? And it, it happened once again, like around the March timeframe from one of these random dudes that was reaching back out. And so for whatever reason, I got kind of inspired to make this post on Reddit. Um, I am a, I am an active member in a subreddit called dating over 30 Mm-hmm. And so I posted this thread on there about this like oversharing thing that I'd experienced. And I was like, why are men telling me all this stuff that I like really don't need to know about them? Like, do they not have another outlet? And it was just an interesting conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And from that thread, I got like two DMs that really changed the course of my life. Um, one was from my now partner and he had he just liked what I had to say on the thread and like he left a comment about boundaries or something and then hmm. um he messaged me and it was just like really polite like he his message was kind of like didn't necessarily even leave an opening it was like hey really liked what you had to say like hope life is good for you or something and I don't know why I saw from his flair on reddit that he 
lived in SF, which is like Reddit is global. So it's a really like small chance that he would live in SF. Um, right. But I like, for whatever reason, I just like felt like talking to him. I was like, I think this guy like gives off like hot energy. Like there, I had no, <laughs> I, I had zero knowledge of like why, but I was like, I'm going to talk to him. And like, there are a lot of creeps on Reddit. So this was just a, a weird yeah. thing. Um, and so we exchanged a few messages and it was, he was really polite and sweet and he lived like 10 minutes from me. And so after, um, like a day of talking, he invited me out for coffee. Um, and then he sent me a selfie because you don't have any photos, like you don't have profile photos on Reddit. So he's like, do you want to go to coffee? Here's my photo. I'm not like a weird catfish. Um, and he was really cute. And so I was like, okay, I'll go out to coffee. He didn't even know what I looked like. Um, (laughs) So I sent him a selfie back and he was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Great. Let's go to coffee. Um, Yeah. And then we, he came to me, um, he planned the date. He came to me. Love it. Um, And we had like just a really wholesome first date. It was, it was not like this. I've had those dates where it's like the crazy spark chemistry and you like kiss at the end and you're like, oh my God, he's the one. Like I, I had those and it wasn't that. Yeah. It was honestly refreshing. I just was like, that was great. Like he was really sweet. I, I would see him again. Um, and then he like asked me out on the second date on the first day and he like planned the second date that was like hiking and brunch. And, and then we just like never stopped seeing each other after that. So it was great. I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. You deserve exactly that. That makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, wait, what was the other DM you got? Okay, so the other DM was from this random guy um, who lived in Dallas, Texas. And he was just like, your writing is funny. Like, I like it. Do you have any more stories? And I was like, oh, (laughs) do I have more stories? Um, (laughs) And I linked him to my Medium page where I had written a couple articles about like dating in San Francisco. And Mm -hmm. uh, once he like saw the link and clicked on it, he's like, oh my God, like I've already read your writing like I he discovered it somehow organically like before this so I was like what like (laughs) what are the chances like I'm not I'm not by any means like anywhere near a famous writer so I was like you ran across my medium that's cool um and so we were just kind of chit-chatting back and forth and he was like no really like your writing is hilarious you should write a book and I was like I know, I know. I like I've been wanting to write one for a while, but I don't know what I'd write about. And he was like, Well, like, you know, just why don't you just write an outline? Like he's like, You have these dating stories, you know, you have probably have a few more. Like, why don't you just write a book outline? And I was like, Okay. And then I like I don't know, whatever it was, just this random stranger was like the impetus I needed. So I like sat down and I like kind of wrote an outline, like I again, I have so much content. So I was like able to come up with like 30 different guys to write about. Um, And I put the outline together. And then I like told my sister, I was like thinking of writing a book. And she mentioned like a friend of hers had recently written a book about dating. And so I found this, that girl's Instagram, found her editor. So like literally within three days, I had like a book outline, an editor and a future boyfriend. (laughs) It's really crazy. That's amazing. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, can I put a link to your Medium article in the notes for this thing? Yeah, definitely. I will send okay? it to you. It's like the Medium article is kind of being expanded upon in book form, but I will absolutely 
sent you my yeah. medium. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, you've sent me the medium article before and I remember reading it and it's really good, but I, I, I Finn wins listening. They might want to go check it out. Um, and of course, um, if you have the bandwidth, I want to do another one of these when your book launches, um, because I want to talk all about that and get everybody who wants to listen to buy a book because they yes. should. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. It's been a joy to write. I'm almost done writing. Now I need to start editing and I need to think of a title, which is like the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, the title for this podcast, wish you all the best, just kind of like it came up because I, I was like joking with my matchmaker at one time. I was telling her about like how another one, a, a woman that I'd been on a date with, uh, that she set me up with was like, you know, didn't want to go on date two, which is fine, of course. Mm -hmm. But like, they'll always say, wish you all the best, you know, which <laughs> I thought made sense. Um, That's so good. I love it. Well, I don't know. Like I, but we should, you know, we should, we should wish each other the best. Like mm -hmm. we... We should be taking care of each other. Um, yeah. Uh, well, Lauren, okay. Is there any, that's, those are all amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your insight. You're super sharp on this stuff. I could talk to you about this for a super long time. If you're ever bored and you want to come back on, you just let me know. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to say or talk about uh, while we're, while we're on the phone? Trying to think. I know that time. I'm, I'm looking at the time. It's almost been an hour. Like that just flew by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's like, it's almost like there's so much else we could talk about, like about dating phenomenons, but it's like a can of worms, you know, it's like talk about, yeah. talking about like ghosting and why people do that and all that stuff. Like, I think we both can talk endlessly about this stuff. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's so, it's an interesting intersection of like, cultural changes and like the impact of the internet. Mm -hmm. And I think, I just don't think there's like a ton of data on it, you know? So like, I think these conversations are valuable because date, I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever talked talked to like your, I don't know how many married friends you have, but like when I talk to my married friends about dating, their eyes just kind of like glaze over. They're just kind of like, I am never splitting up. Like they, they, it just, it's just so weird now. Like people, it's changed so much that like, it's kind of, you know, unrecognizable, I think, from what dating was even like, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe less. I don't know. Totally. Um, yeah. It's a I, weird time. It really is. And I kind of touch on that in my book about how we kind of like adopted dating apps and online dating. It's, it was like a social experiment that we all were just like, okay, and we did it and kind of didn't really think about it. And now I, I just heard recently that we hit like the 10 year anniversary of Tinder. I, mm -hmm. so, yeah. So so it's like we've been in this for a decade and now we're kind of all seeing the effects of it. And it's just, it's interesting, like how it's changed society and how it's changed dating and, and mm -hmm. like how it shapes you as a person. Like I've certainly been shaped as a person by all the time I spent on dating apps and like mostly in a good way. It like grew my self-esteem through a lot of pain, but um, <laughs> I, it's it just fascinating. And, and absolutely. I, I talk about it in my book because it's like, are dating apps the best way to continue or like, are are we clearly ready for something else, but we just don't have that something else yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 We can talk about switch along. Like, like, so people are talking, so Elon Musk just bought Twitter, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and people are kind of talking about like, like trying to grow social media sites and like TikTok is the new monster that's like growing super fast. And TikTok is like, addictive it's like lower brain stem chemistry scary scary stuff um and i don't recommend that anyone use tiktok honestly like, i think it's a i think it's a patently bad thing for your brain 
Um, but there's there are people talking about like, well, if Twitter if Twitter starts becoming even worse than it is, maybe people will stop using it. And the question is, will they go elsewhere, or like, are we just kind of turning the corner on social media? Like, is it possible that we're going to start sort of like getting away from going to the internet to find personal connection, whether that's community or I think maybe for like romantic connection. And like, I don't know if like dating apps, like, like uh, there's this guy at Stanford who does gathers data on this. And he's one of the few people that I found that does like, like data, data on this. Um, But he's tracking like where married couples met. Right. And you see just like a spike, like a five year spike. And in 2017, the top of that spike was just shy of 40% of people met their partner online. And it was just like, and the ones going down, the the places where meeting your partner online was like pulling away from, if that makes sense. I'm not being very articulate, but like people have, have, uh, are meeting, are meeting their partners less, um, at, on the job, less at church, which that, that makes sense. We're becoming a less sort of like religious society. Right. Um, um, the, uh, meeting people through friends hasn't declined that much. Mm. That kind of stayed the same. Um, but yeah, basically all the other ways to meet your partner were just like, were just like cratering and meeting your partner online was just skyrocketing. And I wonder if that's going to be like, if that's going to become the new normal or if it'll just be like a, like a spike, like a phase that we go through as society where we try it out. And then maybe we figure out that like, actually, no, that's a garbage way to meet humans. Um, <laughs> I would be happy if it was the latter, I think. Um, but it's certainly like a fascinating time to try and navigate right now. Anyway, yeah, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Um, so yeah, seriously, if you if you ever, ever want to come back on um, and talk more, you know, you've got a spot. Um, I hope you will reach out when the book, uh, when you have any more info about the book. I'm very excited to get it, to read it, and to tell other people to get it and read it. Um, and congratulations on uh, meeting like the one awesome dude on Reddit. You found him. <laughs> Um, uh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, you did. But you deserve it. You Thank absolutely you. deserve it. You're an awesome human being. Thank you. I'm excited for whoever your future lady turns out to be because you deserve it as well. <laughs> you're very sweet. Thank you. I'm <laughs> I'm excited to meet her too, wherever she is. Yeah, you're like, hurry up. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying my best to be patient. I hear that. Um, Anyway, okay, so I always wrap these up by telling the audience that we wish them all the best um, because we really do. And it's not like in a breakup text kind of way, but like it's hard out there um, for my dudes. Um, hang in there, talk to each other. We should form support groups like Lauren was talking about uh, to read each other's, you know, figure out what to text a woman and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it'll help us. Um, but yeah, is there anything you wanted to say uh, to wrap up, Lauren? Well, man, I don't think I have any like pithy, great statements to say, (laughs) but no, I mean, just kind of reiterating what I said about like, totally understand that it's hard out there for men. So it's like, know that we women feel for you. And it's like, we're not all man hating. And there are some of us that like are happy to be approached by men and talk to you by men. So I really hope we can kind of close this gap and like men and women can interact as humans again hopefully with time (laughs) that sounds amazing let's do it okay i'm gonna wrap it up here um thank you all for listening and we'll be back with more pod um i don't know whenever i whenever i find someone else who wants to talk to me about this stuff thank you for listening